0: welcome to Kiwi Rider podcast my name is Ray Heron great to have you along if this is the first of our podcast you've ever listened to please do hit that like button hit that subscribe button and come along for the ride in this episode of the show uh, what do we got we got the top five coming up very shortly Cardo have a brand new feature and I'm gonna talk to you about my gear situation gear is in jacket and pants because it's changed somewhat I've got some thoughts I'm gonna share them with you. Right now I am on the Tenere 700, I am riding home from work, and Cardo's new feature has something to do with that. But right now let's cut to the studio for the top 5, and I'll tell you all about it very shortly.
1: Time for the top 5 this week, and this week it's the top 5 motorcycles that are known for their modest speeds, shall we say. The slowest motorcycles. Here we go. Number five, the Ural Retro Classic, with a top speed of 65 miles per hour, 105 kilometers per hour. The Ural Retro Classic is a sidecar motorcycle that is designed for off-road use. It has a 749 cc engine and is known for its ruggedness and durability. Top five motorcycles that are known for their modest speeds. Number four, the Suzuki Van Van 200. Top speed, 70 miles per hour or 113 kilometers per hour, the Suzuki Van Van 200 is a retro style motorcycle that was first introduced in the 1970s, it has 199cc engine and is known for its comfortable ride and easy handling. This is the top 5 motorcycles that are known for their modest speeds in at number 3, the Vespa 946. With a top speed of 59 miles per hour or 95 kilometers per hour, the Vespa 946 is a stylish uh, motorcycle, it's slightly modern and was introduced in 2013. It has a 125cc engine and is designed for city driving and short trips. The top five motorcycles known for their modest speeds, and at number two, this the, the uh, honda super cub with a top speed of 65 60 miles per hour 97 kilometers per hour the honda super cub was first introduced in the 1950s and has become one of the most popular motorcycles of all time has a small 125 cc engine and is known for its reliability and ease of use this is the top five motorcycles the list of the top five motorcycles that are known for their modest speeds number one the Cushman Scooter, top speed of 50 miles per hour, 80 kilometers per hour. The Cushman Scooter was first produced in the 1930s and was originally designed for mail delivery and has a small 10 horsepower engine and was used primarily for short trips around town. There you go, that is your top five.
0: Alrighty. so Cardo released a new update for their flagship Packtalk Bold, no, Packtalk Edge. PacTalk Neo and Talk Custom uh, recently, probably about three weeks ago. And what they didn't tell ev- anyone was that there was a new feature coming, something that if you use it, you will use it and you'll love it. If you don't use it, you won't worry about it and it will be a non-thing for you. But if you're a vlogger, you do motor vlogs, you like to record audio while you're on the bike, this will be a feature you will like. So... DMC two generation products now have the ability to record not only you on the bike talking like I am now, but the entire conversation of anyone connected to you. So, right now I'm I'm riding solo, that's all you can hear. But if I was riding with someone else connected on this DMC two network, you'd be able to hear them as well, which is kind of a game changer for content creators. So up till now. People have had a, a, a camera on their helmet and a microphone in their helmet, as well as the microphone and speakers for their cardo, and they've recorded everything individually, right? But how do you record the second person? How do you record your writing buddy, whether that be a pillion or just someone else you're riding with, or a group of people? It's very difficult. Uh, one solution I found was to have a second cardo uh, plugged into an audio recorder, put that in my backpack, that's on the same connection, on the same network, shall we say. And that worked, but it wasn't like it, it wasn't a, a great solution. I've done some podcasts like that in the past and as I say, as I say, it worked. It was probably quite difficult to listen to as a listener and, you know, mixed mixed results. But Cardo have released this new function that records everything on that network. So right now I'm talking to you. I've got my helmet on. I'm riding down the road at eighty seven kilometers an hour. My Cardo is connected to my phone. I'm running the Pactalk Neo on my helmet at the moment And I hit record before I got on the bike And you can hear me uh, You've still got all the use of all the, the functionality in the kit With the um, noise cancellation and all of that sort of jazz Obviously I can't listen to music while I'm doing it Because that kind of defeats the purpose of what I'm doing But it works and I think it's going to sound okay. It's going to it's going to get the point across, right? So next time I go on a ride with with Matthew Day Gillard or, or or Todd Heslin or Ben Wilkins or any of the, the voices you've heard on this podcast before, we'll be able to have a chat about the bike that we're riding and the pros and the cons instead of having to stop at a cafe or a coffee shop or whatever and um and tell you about it then. So that's it. for me as a content creator, it's a brilliant function, a brilliant feature. And I think it's gonna, um, change the way vloggers, Moto vloggers on the likes of YouTube, uh, create their content. Um, so good job, Cardo! The current, uh, ecosystem, because I I still see people asking these questions on social media. What comms kit should I get? The current ecosystem. I I still believe you should go for Cardo. It's the only offering that is, waterproof so if you ride through a rainstorm and your cardo dies you get a looked at they'll go oh yeah water well he we said it was waterproof so here's a new one no dramas DMC 2 is the way to go if you ride in decent groups of people um, big road trips and that sort of thing it's uh, it's different to your conventional Bluetooth connection with Bluetooth it's a shorter distance connection and if you lose connection, you have to stop and repair. DMC2 automatically reconnects. So if you're always riding the same group of people, then all you need to do is have that group set up once. And every time you turn your cartos on, you'll all already automatically be connected and be able to talk. Uh, you've got at the top of the tree, the most expensive unit, the Talk Edge, DMC2, 1,600 meters of range, claimed, that is. 13 hours talk time. DMC2 communication, uh, two Bluetooth channels plus a universal pairing channel. So if you do have a mate riding with the Senna or other such device, then you can connect to them. There's a few other functions in there. You can use your uh, phone's um, electronic assistant. I can't say her name right now, uh, but you can use voice commands to tell them to do things, answer phone calls, make phone calls, send text messages, listen to music or podcasts and all that jazz. Uh, same functionality but a little bit cheaper is the PackTalk Neo. As the next one down. It doesn't have the air mount, so the air mount only comes with the PackTalk Edge. The air mount is essentially magnets inside the base, and um, the, the electric connectors are in the base, so that stays on your helmet. The magnets suck the unit onto the base and uh, some little clips then engage, and, and it's definitely not coming off your helmet. The cheaper option is the Talk Neo, no ear mount, so still clips, uh, but also instead of having connections in the base, the plug-in loom. So it's a USB-C plug on the back of the unit that you plug in whenever you put it on your helmet. I'm using that right now. The only drawback to this unit that I can think of is the fact that you can't charge it while you're using it. But with 13 hours um, battery life that's not really a problem. If you're going on a big, long road trip, make sure that you charge it overnight and you'll be fine. Also, they all have USB-C, which means fast charge. I'd say no more than a couple of hours for a full charge. So, Packtalk Edge, most expensive. Packtalk Neo, slightly cheaper. Below that, the Packtalk Custom. This is the one that copped a bit of flack because people don't want to pay for a subscription package. But what it does, out of the box, you get DMC2 communication, you get one Bluetooth connection, um, pretty much all the functionality that you would want out of the box, and then you can pay for one of three subscription levels for the extra features, the most expensive one being about $30 US a month, and that gives you all the functionality of the PackTalk Edge. So if you're only occasionally talking to multiple people or, you know, that sort of thing, then that's the way to go. It has all the functionality you need out of the box, and it will be fine for you. However, if you need all those extra features, and check out MotoNZ.com for the full list of features and what you get in the subscription packages. Um, if you need those extra features regularly, then you get the Neo or the Edge. Right, so that's all the pack talks. Below the pack talks, we have uh, a few levels of slightly cheaper intercoms, uh, these are Bluetooth connections. Um, they don't have DMC, but if you only need to talk to a pillion, or one rider occasionally, or you just want to spend a little bit less money, then they're the way to go. Freecom X2, Freecom X4, those are the, you can look into those yourself. Um there's, there's stories on those up at com. And then if you need to do is talk to your pillion, and or listen to music. Get the Spirit HD or the Spirit. As I said, a full rundown of all the models is up at mottoNZ.com. Check it out there. Any questions, sing out. Happy to help. That is your Cardo update. But good work, Cardo, on releasing this recording function. I really like it. I think uh, you've done a great job. And I'm looking forward to going on a group ride and recording that conversation and boring you to tears through the
1: podcast. <laughs> Have you thought about your motorcycle insurance? Protector Insurance do a massive range of motorcycle insurance. It's motorcycle insurance by motorcyclists for motorcyclists with some awesome benefits like they can give you the booking fee for your Ride Forever course back. They can cover not only your bike but your gear as well and they can do track day cover. So, check out protectorinsurance.co.nz and get a quote today. I was incredibly surprised I even saved money on my policy. Protectorinsurance.co.nz. That's P R O T E C T A insurance.co.nz. And thanks, Protector, for sponsoring this episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast. No.
0: Right, let's talk gear. Uh a bit of an update. I have scored myself a sweet new jacket. I don't have the pants yet, but the pants are coming and it's uh it's a Rivet. So let me take you back to the start. My journey with uh motorcycle jacket and pants has been driven by the fact that I commute daily. I want uh waterproof and I want um thermal insulation in winter. Breathable in the summer, thermal insulation in winter. That's two big things, and then waterproofness. I started with some really crap gear, and I'm not even gonna say the brand. It was terrible, um, but it was unbranded, so it was like you know your basics or your the um, Pam's brand, it wasn't Flash. Um, my first branded gear was Hivik, H-E-V-I-K. I had the titanium R jacket and pants. Waterproofing on that was terrible. Quite comfortable. Not bad thermal insulation. Um, removable layers, waterproof layer and uh, thermal insulation layer. But the waterproofing, it really did. It leaked in all the wrong places. I think it leaked in the armpits, leaked in the crutch, not flash. Good for on a budget and quite stylish. did look good. Next up, I got some, um, some one-ton gear. One-T-O-N-N-E. Uh, this is a dude out of uh, Taranaki, sells this stuff. And some great features, really good feature set on that. I got the um, X-Adventure riding suit. Waterproofing, about as good as the Havoc stuff, was good for the first few months and then started leaking in the crutch and then just not waterproof at all. Thermal insulation, on point. I'd say like a 9 out of 10 for thermal insulation. Comfort, yep, not bad. Uh, probably an 8 out of 10 for comfort. Uh, but, yeah, really failed for me in the waterproofing stakes. Uh, of course, then I got some, uh, when we did the the beta long-term test ride, this bike, I picked up some Revit Dirt Series gear. Revit jacket and Revit pants Dirt Series component gear. Thermal insulation, as you would expect, because there is none. Uh, none. Zero. Well, probably all one. Uh, the pants I'm actually wearing now, not bad. No thermal insulation, just a hard shell. Waterproofing, I'd say about a six or a seven out of ten. The jacket is pretty waterproof, but th- uh, breathability really good. So that's that's what you wear in summer on the on the bike, uh, on the road bike, or you wear it on a bike for an adventure ride, like a hard adventure ride. And that brings me to today. I'm wearing a Rivet H2O component jacket, which thermal insulation is absolutely incredible—like nine out of ten. It's got three layers: thermal layer, waterproof layer, outer shell waterproofing thus far is great a nine out of ten it's um the water just beads off the outer shell i haven't had it soaked through yet and i've been through some pretty wet stuff i haven't tried the pants out yet so i'm kind of hoping they're good I-, I think they're gonna be i think the uh the construction of the gear if you can keep the waterproof of uh, the water out of the inner lining then the jacket doesn't get as heavy or as, um, you know, uncomfortable. So um, wearing the rivet jacket, have done some adventure riding, have done a big long road trip. A few years ago I went and did the uh, Triumph Tiger Adventure Ride and I was wearing my rivet gear. I was with Todd Heslin who was wearing his rivet sand gear and we rode through pretty much all conditions, like some really heavy downpours, some real icy stuff um, near National Park and I was freezing, or I was too hot, or I was getting wet. I said, are you getting wet? Are you uncomfortable? He goes, no, I'm just really comfortable. I'm, I'm at the right temperature. The wind has kept off me. Uh, I'm dry. And I went, mean, okay, Revit must be where we need to be. So my first touring slash adventure jacket is this one, and I completely get it. Uh, it does cost a bit. It is. Revit is a, is a expensive brand. Probably not as expensive as Climb. But, um, yeah, just just does what it says on the box so far. And uh, enough room underneath it that I can wear a thermal and or a sweater, like a crew neck top, no worries, uh, pockets in all the normal places. And the um, waterproof jacket or layer on the inside is constructed and, and, and looks good enough to wear on its own. Without the outer shell, which is quite cool. Uh, you know, some companies say that you can, but it, when you when it comes to reality, you never would. Because it looks weird, but um, this one this one actually looks quite cool. So I am I am sold on Revit. I really am. I think it's fantastic. Everything I've had from Revit does what it says on the box. is comfortable, reasonably safe. Pockets in the in the so it comes with elbow protection, shoulder protection. The pocket in the back for a back protector. I don't have one in. I know that's naughty. I'm sorry. Um, but if you want to know more about this jacket, see some photos, full right up, go to nz.com and it will all be up there for you. <music> so I should give you a quick update on the Tenere 700 as well. Did the YSS suspension update. Or upgrade I should say. The they they just the the tires just force into the ground. There's just so much grip. Uh I haven't done an awful lot of off road on it, but the off road that I have done has been brilliant. It's just made the bike a big dirt bike. It's so good. Um, if you did watch any of the videos up at, uh YouTube, you'll see that I did things like uh, installed a granddad screen, a wee screen extender. That's off. That lasted about three weeks until I realized that the rubber shoe clamped to the original Tenerife 700 windscreen were leeching and discoloring the original screen. Uh, and then it started getting loose and floppy and I went, ditch this, let's get rid of it. Well, it was quite good on the motorway, it kept a lot of the wind off me, but um, nah, we got rid of it, it's gone. And it won't be returning. Uh, I have some new body panels coming for the Tenere 700. They've taken a very long time to get here. Slow boat from Japan. They should be here this week. I'll be installing those. And then working on prettying up the bike. Because I've kind of roughed it up with all the treatment, all the rough riding that I've done. And uh makes me sad. Uh, it was a brand new bike when I got it, pretty much. So uh, we'll be doing that. Uh, Otherwise, I am kind of pushing the life on the Midas E07 bus tyres The rear one is pretty well toast I wouldn't want to do much off-road I'm just using the last of the centre line of tread in this commute Up and down the motorway every day Uh, And I've got some uh, some extra pieces to go on the bike over the next few months Some new bars I need to get some toying with the idea of heated grips um, but I don't really need them. It's kind of because I have to get new grips that I'd get them. Uh, so that's the update on the Tenway 700. And of course, I've been riding the Motor Marini CMS 06.5. You heard the episode a couple of weeks ago where we went on the Matariki mission, the Forgotten World Highway and up to Mount Taranaki. Uh, that bike is bang on 3,000 kilometres. I didn't realise it at the time, but a couple of days later, I turned the ignition on and realised exactly 3,000 kilometres on the auto of that bike. So, that's parked up at the garage. It got its first ever clean after that trip where it got absolutely filthy. Uh, it's looking really good to the point where I don't know if I want to ride it because it's so clean, so nice. Uh, and that was using Motormark. Motormark is brilliant for dirt bikes, road bikes, anything. Uh you essentially for the bike at Motormark. Leave it at set five, ten minutes. You can get a sponge and kind of gently give it a rub down and loosen any real rough stuff. And then just take to it with the... Um, water blaster. Uh, Be careful not to spray too directly on any seals or bits and pieces, but it brought the Moto Marini up beautifully. It's what I use on the Tenere 700 as well. It's it's just a really good motorcycle cleaner. And that pretty much is the full update. That's pretty much everything I've got for you. I'm on the T7 right now. I've been commuting from Central Wellington to the hut. Um, and apart from the bits and pieces that we do in the... That's it. Thank you very much for listening. Really appreciate it. I've been uh, talking to you I'm wearing my Arrow Commander helmet with Packtalk Neo on the helmet, recording to my phone using the new Cardo um, voice recording function. Hopefully it doesn't sound too bad to you. If you just want to know any more about any of that stuff, feel free to reach out. Always keen to share my experience on here. There you go. That pretty much wraps up the podcast this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to know more information, as I've said, motonz.com. TV Writer magazine is out twice a month, absolutely free. Two magazines a month. The First one is generally a uh, road focused magazine. Second one is a bit more dirt focused. Uh, you can check that out absolutely free. You can download it, print it out, read it online, whatever you like, at nz. Matthew Day Gillett's website on throttle.co.nz. He is the news hound. He writes all the news for the magazine. And of course, we share a bit of his news on the podcast as well on nz. And he does uh, weekly YouTube videos. Um on YouTube, just search out on Throttle. Mine, MotoNZ.com, and I do weekly YouTube videos as well. The channel Moto NZ on YouTube. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok as well, under multiple handles on Throttle, Kiwi Rider Podcast, or nz Thank you so much for listening. This is Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name's Ray Heron. Keep the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you in seven days time.